skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is looking for chemistry, but maybe settling for less. But before we begin, we just for want to pottery. I think about different classes. You know? Yeah, settling for gym class. Uh, yeah. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. You know what, Sam? I'm going to go a little off script here with a little oh. tangent. Oh, okay. Because I was just thinking there are two different types of people in the world: people who loved gym class and people who did not. <laughs> Sure. I don't think you have to tell me. I don't think you have to tell me which one you were. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I loved gym class. Absolutely. You're lying to me. Being bullied in the locker room, <laughs> having people throw balls at my head. Absolutely. That was yeah. the greatest time ever. I did yeah. love, you know, rollerblading, bowling. That was a fun, oh my God. A fun one. Where did you go to school? Like the Saved by the Bell school? <laughs> I, I don't know. what it, You never had like, you didn't have like... Bayside, is that what it's called? Little, yeah, Bayside No, we High. did square dancing. We also did square dancing. And flag football. <laughs> well, I don't think we did flag football. Thank God. Oh God. We did a golf unit once. That was that Oh my was fun. God. 
No. All right. Uh, this is all to say, <laughs> Sam and I are not experts. We were not gym people. No, clearly uh, not. And uh, we are not professionals, so please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings so we shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. I also want to say, like, I actually... I wish I could like go to an adult gym class now with all cool people because I think we lose, we lose like the desire to play, you know, to like be silly, you know, and be physical in that way. Um, And it gets smothered by things like competitiveness and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, body insecurity and afraid of looking stupid and afraid of failing. Um, So I wish I could just go play like, um, soccer or flag football with a bunch of people who didn't give a shit <laughs> that's the problem though like you can and sign up for generally leagues positive. and stuff and it's like yeah. this is like a non-competitive league but then there's always that one person oh who's like do you remember when i was in adult kickball ball, and i was like <laughs> we are playing a child's game <laughs> you're grown men Playing a game meant for almost toddlers, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. You're taking this a little too seriously. No offense to any professional kickball players out there. I know that there is skill involved, so that's not... Yes, there absolutely is. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, Today's check-in topic is inspired by me eating my own words. (laughs) I think like a couple months ago, we checked in about, or like, I don't know, it was in a letter, like dreaming about your ex... Um, Mm -hmm, or dreaming mm -hmm. about your situationship from a past or whatever and how like I don't know I I think this is a perfect example of like Sam and I can sit over here on our high horse which is a funny phrase if you think about it it is why is our Uh, horse so high (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) so dumb and it's like did we give it ketamine or something? Like what? Why is it so high? I don't understand. Is it in heels? Yeah. Um. <laughs> what other were? What oh, other God. Okay. S- definitions of high? Could we make jokes about? I'm sure that I'm sure it honestly goes back to like, you know, class systems and oppression. Oh, for sure, absolutely, hundred percent. As do all of anyway. our phrases. <laughs> yes. Anyway, like, they're not racist. Uh, they're classist. Oh God. Um. Anyway, so I um. I think that it's so funny that we like give advice from our like high horse and we are telling people like, oh, you know, it's totally, it's totally normal to dream about your exes. Like, it's just a part of life. Like you should just wake up and let it roll off of you. I don't think I've ever said that, but anyway, I just let it roll off of you. I've been dreaming like this past week I've had multiple nights in a row where I've been dreaming about a couple people from my past. I think it's because I've been doing a lot of like planning and anticipating for this upcoming Minneapolis reading. If you don't know, June 18th at Ice House, I'm going to be doing a book release show. Sam and Spencer will be there. You should come. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I'm returning to a city and to like an industry in that city where I have a lot of history. And man, these dreams are prevalent and pervasive and they're all up in my face and in my genitals. <laughs> like I just. Oh, are they sex well, dreams? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they're sex dreams. <laughs> okay. You left this detail out in the prep for this episode. <laughs> I didn't know they were sex dreams. That changes everything. 
You want to fuck this person. It doesn't change anything. (laughs) You want to divorce your wife and fuck this person. That's what your dream is telling you. (laughs) Well, there's sex dreams and there are other dreams. Like there, there is everything. You know what I mean? I'll be like walking in my old high school, like covered in vines and it's flooded. And then all of a sudden I'm just like your vagina. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just. They're not all sex dreams. I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> what dream isn't a sex dream? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, um, anyway, mm-hmm. so I have been dreaming a lot about these people in my past, and I wake up, and, like, the first thing I am is, like, angry and annoyed yeah, and frustrated that my brain keeps going there. And I thought of our Just Breakup listeners because, like I said earlier, we sit over here on our high-heeled horse <laughs> being like, it's just, it's totally normal, you know? It, it, it's just going to happen. And then I, but, but I wake up in my bed after these dreams and I'm pissed and I'm annoyed and I feel, I feel violated, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, I, like that they entered my subconscious. So Absolutely. I guess I just wanted to laugh at myself, remind you all that our advice is no good. <laughs> and... <laughs> Talk about um, what does it mean when we dream about people from our past um, and we, you know, or dream about people that we still want or people that we, I don't know why, you know, people that we have unfinished business with, quote unquote. I don't know. That doesn't sure. describe the people from my past. I'm just thinking in general. I was like, what well, unfinished business do you have? <laughs> Uh, no. Also, like, remember that our advice is not to not have feelings yes, about yes, the yes, things yes, that yes, happen yes, to yes, us. Yes, yes, yes. It's <laughs> funny how much I say that. I'm like, everybody else, I'm like, your feelings are valid. And then to myself, I'm like, sit down and stop it. <laughs> stop feeling this thing, right? So, like, of, like, of course you're going to wake up after a dream about your ex, a sex dream about your ex, where you're like, you're going to have feelings about it. Like, of course yeah. it is. The thing is to like, okay, so then how do we, how do we support and like be okay with the fact that those feelings are coming up and remind us that those feelings aren't necessarily telling us something that is more important than what we know to be true. Right. So right. it's like, right. yeah, of course I'm angry. And of course I've got like, especially like in the the process of waking up when it's like, where are you? What's happening? Your like feelings are like so close to the surface that like, of course you're going to be like, what's happening? Am I, am I supposed to divorce my (laughs) my partner? Like, is is that what's going on? (laughs) Right. Uh, I've had dreams like where it's like, no, I've had dreams where I like cheat on Peter and I wake up and I'm like, what does this mean? And it's like, no, I I had a dream, (laughs) but it doesn't mean that I don't have that initial response of being like, Oh my God, does this mean that I'm unhappy? Like I feel so guilty. Like, uh, what's happening. And then I'm like, okay, Okay. Yep. mm -hmm, Absolutely. Makes sense that you're feeling that way. And also you do not want to cheat on your partner. (laughs) That is not what your dream is telling you, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you are, no, you're good. You're happy. Remember here are all the things that, that are really great about your relationship and, and why you wouldn't want to do this. Right. So it's like, how do we come back to the place where we can like parent ourselves a little bit and like tell ourselves, but first we have to deal with a like dysregulated (laughs) child. That's just waking up and being like, I had a bad dream, (laughs) right? You can't just be like, get over it. We have to be like, Oh yeah, absolutely. That dream sounds really scary or really weird or whatever it is. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, I, I don't wake up and feel and like question the life that I'm that that I'm living or like Mm -hmm. the relationship I'm in. You know, what made me want to really talk about it is that, I feel um, 
it keeps me in the past. That's what I feel like it does is that like it, mm. it brings the past to the forefront of my brain, my stupid, stupid subconscious, <laughs> you know, and and makes me entertain or feel or or explore feelings that I in waking hours feel totally at peace with. And I think I, I, I resonate even more after the past couple of weeks of dreams with our listeners that write to us and say, you know, that they feel they feel pangs of longing and confusion and frustration that their brain keeps playing out this this um this rea- this this relationship that they want just to be done or they want to be different. You know, like mm-hmm. they I think that's what is so annoying about the dreams that I have with some people from my ex is that like always in my dreams they finally reciprocated what they didn't reciprocate in real life yeah. or they're finally interested in me or say something or communicate in a way that they never did in real life, you know? And it, so, so part of it, part of the dream is so enjoyable because I finally get to receive that affirmation or security or love or affection that I was starved for, for so long. And, that's fucking annoying too because I want to be like, I don't want this fucking, I don't want to feel good at the thought of your affirmation anymore. I don't want to feel good at the thought of your touch anymore because I've moved on from this. But man, that's just what dreams do. For sure. <laughs> they, Absolutely. They fuck with you. <laughs> and also like, what is the, what is the problem with being like, oh, I, of course, if this person said this to me, in this way, Real it life. would like feel good, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, like, where it'd that's be like, so true. Yeah, it would it would probably if this person that you had like an unrequited thing for for however many years was finally was like, you know, actually, I think that I want to be I with you. I would literally murder him. Oh, absolutely! I would be like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> How I, you know what I would do? I would, I, would, I, would, I would say, you. I would say, one second. Can you please hold that thought one second? And I'd pull out my phone. I'd call you, and I'd be like, <laughs> "We need to bury a body." Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Be like, great. I'll and fly out to Albany him. real quick. It'll be. It will be totally not in any way suspicious that this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, you're totally right. I, I just like I have no profound thoughts other than like commiserating and 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 maybe pointing out that like i i'm madly in love with my wife still mm-hmm. we we just we had like a a very lovely month i'm feeling so good about our relationship um this is just proof that like you can be so happy and content and at peace in your day-to-day life <laughs> literally says the woman who was just threatening threatening murder <laughs> <laughs> But you can be at peace in your day-to-day life and really have your your dreams um, betray that peace. And that's no For sign sure. that you're like not evolved or not beyond them or, or whatever. Or Absolutely. is it? Because no, I'm I like, meant- why the fuck does your brain, yeah, I don't why know. does my I just, brain want to hear these things from these people still? For sure. I just had a conversation about this with my therapist because I was having weird, weird dreams coming up to like the anniversary of my dad's birthday, I think may have been his death, but I was like just having the strangest, most bizarre dreams about, I have recurring dreams that my dad is still alive and that he's been in hiding and that like we 
no one cares that he's like, he just comes back into our lives. Nothing has changed. And I'm like, he's been, he's hiding. been hiding yeah. this whole time. We told, we thought that he was dead for the last four years. Do, do you, are we just going to like sit here and forgive him? Like somebody, sometimes he comes back with like a whole new family. Right, it's very right. strange. Anyway. And I was talking to my therapist about this and I was like, so I don't know what this means. Is it like that? Like I'm trying to like differentiate my own grief from my, like the people around me's grief. And he was like, yeah, I mean, that's true because you know that that's true, <laughs> right? Like you, like you, you have said that to me out loud yeah, before. Yeah. And he was like, and like the idea that dreams are somehow part of your subconscious, like we have no proof of that. It is yeah. also very possible that our brains are just telling us stories at night, <laughs> right? Or our brains yeah. are just like <laughs> randomly firing synapses about things and like and of course reuse they're, they're, old they're stories. working with thoughts that we've had before, of course. Absolutely. Plain. And he was like, so I, I totally get, he's like very much not like a psychoanalysis person. He's very much like a cognitive behavioral therapist. So I it's much more it. like, <laughs> what are we going to do with this information rather than like, we need to figure out exactly where it came from and like whatever yes. it is. Um, so he was just like, and I jury's out on the dream thing about whether or not they mean anything uh, whatsoever. So like, yes. he was like, it's important to just really think about like what, how you are responding and like what is coming up for you based on the stream rather than thinking like, is there some sort of unhealed part of myself? Cause it's like, right. That it's unhealed. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like of course there's like still grief there. Right. And yeah. same thing with like those dreams that you're having about your, your ex unrequited person. person. Yeah. It's like, of course that stuff is still in there. That, that wound isn't going anywhere, but does it mean that yes. you're somehow like need to spend like more time healing it? It's kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> like probably not more just like, how are you reacting and responding when that kind of stuff happens? And like, what tools do you have to say? Like, I don't want to be with this person. And yes, the fact totally. that I dreamed about him doesn't mean that I secretly want to be with him. It just means that I yes. had a dream about him. Right. Like, and I think it from also my fucking dreams pale in comparison to your dead dad coming back from life in Heidi. Are you kidding me? I fucking should have never fucking spoken a single word in my entire life. (laughs) I'm over here. Like I was in a flood at high school. having sex with this person. (laughs) I was in a tent in a baseball field and it was this person. I love it. Oh God! I... It's just like different vibes, you know. It's you just know? a different vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and I wake anyway. up and I'm like, wait a minute, is my dead dad still yes, alive? <laughs> exactly. And I'm over here like, oh man, I still want him to love me. Oh God, I hate myself. <laughs> okay, well anyway. you don't need to hate yourself because of this. <laughs> that is really a lot. <laughs> this is exactly the checking topic. I didn't know. That I wanted, but I needed. You no, know what absolutely, I mean? absolutely. You were like, "Are we going to be able to talk about this?" And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> we're going to be fine." <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for letting me complain about my stupid dreams. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's great. I love it. <laughs> uh, my right, dreams are y'all. just like a little bit worse than yours, so just my God, keep that, that in mind. Is... <laughs> I am humbled and. <laughs> I'll just, I'll let you that answer the like rest of that. Why, that's not why I told that story. <laughs> no, that. To it was be a clear. phenomenal story. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, it's a, it was a perfect reminder to myself. Like, <laughs> that these dreams, they don't mean anything. They don't, right. they don't have to tell us anything. <laughs> okay, let's get into today's letter. 
Uh, you can just do the rest of the talking for the rest of the episode. <laughs> All right. Today's letter is from JP, whose pronouns are he, him, who is writing to us from chemistry class. Hi, friends. Before I start to spiral a bit, I just wanted to say how much your podcast has meant to me over the years. I've learned new, beautiful things and challenged myself because of you both. Now for said spiral. <laughs> That's me in the check and tap. That's me <laughs> that, in yes, the check and tap. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, he, him, 25, am in a new-ish three-month relationship with my partner, they, them, 26. It's been unlike my past relationships that have included codependency, love bombing, and those epic highs and lows we hate to love. Ain't that the truth? Mm. It's the second time I've said that today. Uh, <laughs> that is exciting to me. My partner is thoughtful, ambitious, smart as hell, easygoing, consistent, and gives me the space and grace to be me. We feel like two autonomous and separate people sharing a relationship, which is cool and novel for me, honestly. But at the same time, they don't excite me. They're not as outgoing as me, and I often feel like I need to initiate conversations. We laugh together sometimes, but not like I do with others. There are a lot of quiet moments and some other smaller things, like how much we care about our jobs. I do not. They love theirs. I don't think any of these perceived incompatibilities are deal breakers, but I can't shake the feeling that we are not right. I struggle with OCD and often find myself obsessing about these questions. Are we meant to be? Do I really like mm. them? Shouldn't this feel easy? And then checking constantly internally uh, or online for reassurance. All the while, the anxiety is shadowing our time together. I feel hyper aware of how I interact. I overanalyze them and feel guilty for have and feel guilty for even having these thoughts. But without something concrete to point to, I fear I'd be giving up on this because of a shapeless anxiety mm. and because it doesn't feel like those turbulent but passionate relationships of the past. I keep questioning how true ideas of love like chemistry and spark and settling and you just know when it's right are like what do they mean or feel like are butterflies just a con <laughs> i know i'm a bit of a love addict i have had a tendency to not trust my gut in the past relationships and see potential where there isn't but if there's one question i'm really getting at it's how do i trust myself enough to decipher anxiety from intuition and is this the feeling of a stable love without anxiety or a mismatch without chemistry thanks love jp all right jp thank you so much for writing this letter to us uh we really appreciate this and um i'm sorry that you're in this like quandary um i'm like literally picturing you at like 2 a.m like googling <laughs> am i in love <laughs> right like <laughs> I, i'm picturing you like carrie bradshaw like smoking out of a window in a beautiful <laughs> pink chiffon nighty you know absolutely being like, and then i wondered is this love you know oh for sure absolutely you're just like typing away on your old like colorful MacBook and and <laughs> just like asking these important questions. Um, and if it's not abundantly clear, I love that look for you, but I don't love that you are struggling in this yeah, yeah, way. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Um, and I think they're asking some really important questions, not just for yourself, but for all of us who are trying to really navigate yeah. the difference between like love bombing, like going too fast too soon, just like being in love with the idea of love versus like 
the other side of the pendulum, which is like kind of settling for the first person who like shows any interest in you. Right. Yes, and, totally. and being willing to put up with people who you're not compatible with or are um, maybe not showing you the time and interest and love that you need. Right. And sort of how do we find a balance between those two things, knowing that either extreme is probably not great for us. Um, and this feeling of like, is that intuition or is just that my anxiety is like so, so, so real. relatable. Uh, Sierra and I were talking about this extensively before we hit record about all the ways in which our anxiety is like really telling us things that feel true that maybe aren't. So we're going to get into it. We're going to offer you some advice, some perspective. We're going to sit with you in the ambiguity of all of this, but we will be back in just a moment. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darling. Again, thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. I want to first dive into what Sam hinted at earlier um, about intuition. I think my entire life, but particularly maybe the last five, 10 years, I have felt inherently flawed as a person in that I felt like I don't have as strong of an intuition as other people, Mm. you know, and I really struggled with that. And an ex called me out on it. And I've I've always like talked about um, Who's this ex? <laughs> oh gross. Well don't trust the thing yes. that she says. No, I don't I absolutely not. I don't. <laughs> you could bleep that, Sensor. <laughs> um, I absolutely don't. I'm saying I'm I've moved through this journey of feeling like this was something lacking in me. Um and because I always felt like I should be able to do what I see other people do, which is like make strong and bold decisions and like move in the direction of their hearts and mm-hmm. know confidently what that is. Um, but I, the older I get, the more I'm realizing, you know, what trusting your intuition actually looks like. It's it's not that your intuition is always right. It's. Mm. It's that you are able, it's not a threshold that you cross that you all of a sudden like that inner voice always like knows what's up and knows what to do and knows what the right answer is for you. Mm -hmm. That inner voice is not always going to protect you or make the right decision. Trusting your intuition is about being malleable and able to correct course once you once you realize that you try something and you think, nope, this is not, this is not for me. It's, it's honestly, I think trusting your, cre- your intuition is way more creative and malleable than we think of it as. I, I think huh. about intu- words like intuition as being like black and white, yes and no, take the job, don't take the job, you know? Yep. Um, yep. Or like yep. break up, don't break up. But for me, it's like, how can I creatively respond to this lived experience? How can I respond compassionately? How can I try something and then try something else if this Mm. isn't working, you know? Um, And I think about in terms of relationships, it's, we feel a lot of pressure because we see it in black and white. This relationship has to work or it doesn't have to work, but it's not that simple. Yes. You're either going to stay together or break up, but it's like, you're not doomed to be relationshipless if you break up. You're not mm. doomed to um, have an unhappy, settling feeling for the rest of your life if you stay together. Does mm. that all make sense? No, absolutely it does. Um, and I think that that's, 
that's really interesting to to think about, you know, even as we were having this conversation where it's like, it feels like my intuition is actually just telling me to like run away from people all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And instead being like, oh no, that's actually my anxiety. And what my intuition mm. is telling me is that like, there is safety with other people, right? My intuition is telling me you need other people to be able to process through things and when to ask for help and that being in community is actually more helpful than running away from people. So I also feel like I, I tell myself that I'm like not listening to my intuition, right? but I think that actually I am <laughs> listening to it yeah. more than I give myself credit for because my intuition maybe sometimes feels to me like kind of the rational person in the room when my anxiety is the one that's maybe the loudest and like the, the one yes. that wants me most, most pressingly <clears throat> to listen to. Yeah. Um, so maybe that is part of it is like, it's, it's addressing the idea or like holding in our hearts, the idea of like, we are capable of making point in time decisions about what's working for us and not working for us. And that we don't have to decide everything explicitly yes or yes. no, in order to be listening to a part of us that is trying to sort of that knows who we are and is, is sensing what needs to happen based on what's, yes. what's coming in. Right. Like it's not the idea of either be all in with this person or break up with this person immediately is possibly part of your intuition. Absolutely. Like, let's not discredit that, but often is probably more of like anxiety, like, you know, like I either need to run away or I need to be fully loved. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and intuition is more like, let's see how things go. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like I have the confidence in myself to decide now or later what is working, what's not working, what yeah. feels good, what's not feeling good. And the ability to, um, to be resilient in the face of yes. good or bad decisions that I might make or decisions yes. that lead to outcomes I was anticipating or not anticipating. Right. Like yes. kind of that faith but, in the idea that like we can handle things as they come to us. Yes. Like that I think is what feeling your intuition or trusting your intuition feels like more than like, Oh, I'll know immediately if I need to exit yes. this relationship. Exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to long windedly say of like, it's, I don't think your intuition is going to be like, you got to get the fuck out of this relationship. Your Perhaps. intuition is like, <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. But your intuition is saying like, I'm feeling a longing here. I'm feeling, mm. I'm feeling like I want to explore elsewhere. I, I don't know. And, and to the point you said, like you, you were like, it's more about saying, let's see how this goes. And that's in and out of the relationship. You could say, let's see how breaking up goes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we were joking before we hit record that like, historically we feel like our intuition has been like largely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but to Sam's point, like, I'm not really sure that's what our intuition was. Our intuition, it was our anxiety or, or our codependency or whatever was the loudest voice in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing that I want to bring to the conversation about like, what is intuition and what does it look like to trust it is to move away from the expectation that you will always know what to do, that your, that your intuition will always know what's right or wrong. Like I said earlier, there's not going to be like a threshold of healing or perfection that you cross in which you were like, in which you will know what the right, 
or wrong thing is to do all the time in which your inner voice will always like be really confident. Nobody has that. Even if they walk around the world looking at like they do, even if they move through their life choices with a confidence that you feel like you don't necessarily have, mm. um, we, we've kind of like made up that concept of intuition um, or like, no, no, there is intuition, but we've made it out to be this much um, more binary, louder thing that you kind of like has have access to or don't. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, and that like your intuition could be always right. I don't agree with that. Sometimes I have intuition where I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I have to stay with this person because of X, Y, and Z. And it turns out that was incorrect. <laughs> um, uh, I also want to say um, you talk about being a love addict and you did sort of start unpacking these ideas of love, like chemistry and spark and settling, et cetera. Um, I think that those are all great things to explore. And I'll start by you know, let's, let's, let's talk about what love is. If you say that you're a love addict, I'm not really sure you've been addicted to love historically based on how you describe your past relationships. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've been addicted to the passion, to the attachment, to the lust, to the relief you feel post conflict when everything's okay again. But here's another, you know, here's your quarterly reminder that like love isn't necessarily something we feel right away or or if it is then that's it's like the placeholder word for love you know Mm -hmm. i i do feel like we have like these different levels of the word love you know um and it's not a hierarchy it's just different words in different practice you know Mm -hmm. i can love somebody that i just met or i can love a play that i saw and be like oh my god i loved it it was so cool Mm -hmm. or wow i think i'm falling in love with you this is so fun our our first handful of dates and you know having sex and the chemistry and the that that is released from all of those things i i'm loving it i'm loving i'm loving you Mm -hmm. but that's a different love than being with your partner for five or ten years and loving them in the more daily passive way that love appears in those, in those quieter long-term relationships. Um, For sure. I think we mistake the two often. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I think that the, again, we've been like, we've been told a narrative around like love needs to make you feel the most, right? That's how you Mm -hmm. know that you're in love or that you're, with the right person as if like you're, you're just constantly feeling it's like heightened. Right. And that isn't actually true for lots of people. And it isn't necessarily true for, for some sustainable relationships, right. might be true for Mm -hmm. some for sure, but like there's a whole lot of other ways of approaching love that can help us, um, sort of focus on like, how do we do this in a way that isn't going to burn us out so quickly, And it sounds like you're really trying to like think about how to do that. And you're noticing a pattern of your, for yourself of really being kind of addicted to those high highs and low lows, really finding places where you're like, I keep going all in on people and it's like really not working out for me because it's, it's not sustainable. And I'm making up stories about this person and I'm falling in love Mm -hmm. with an idea of them and, and, and in actual practice, it doesn't work. Um, But I also want to say that like, that doesn't mean that the the pendulum has to swing all the way in the other direction, right? Like it's not either 
you're addicted to love bombing and you're like passionate and you're, you're feeling all the butterflies and everything's like electric or you're kind of like, well, this person is a Mm -hmm. person. So Mm -hmm. I have to be okay with it. And if I, (laughs) and right, like I just have to accept everything about this and, and be like, I, I, everything needs to be totally stable 100% of the time. Right. Like there's, there's an in-between here, right? Where you can look at this current relationship that you're in and saying like, this isn't, this isn't sparking for me. This is, we don't seem compatible in some pretty important ways. Like they're a cool person and I like spending time with them, but like, I'm just not really feeling the romantic vibes here and still not be in this place of like, I need the, I need the romance. I need the high highs. I need this thing that doesn't exist. Right. Like you can exist in the middle place here where you're, where you're looking at this and saying like, I don't need a hundred percent sparks and joy. And like, we want to tear each other's clothes off and we spend 17 days together and we sleep in the grocery store with each other. Right. Like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I knew that would perfect, be your dream. Sears, perfect first date. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can be like, I recognize that those things are not necessary for a relationship, that those things can often be misleading for me as somebody who's kind of like addicted to that stuff. And still this person in front of me that I'm dating isn't somebody that I'm that into, right? Like you, part of what is helpful about doing this like self-awareness work isn't that we choose between one extreme option or the other, but instead so that we can notice our patterns and say, yep, I know that's a pattern for me. And also this thing is true too. This person that I'm dating doesn't really excite me in a way that I want to be excited. Right. I'm not looking for, I know that I, that I have a tendency to overemphasize things that are harmful for me or that aren't sustainable for me, but that doesn't mean that I don't also want a little bit of romance. Right. It doesn't mean that I also don't want my partner to initiate conversation with me more often. Right. Like And that I think is what trusting your intuition looks like. That is the place where we can say, oh, the thing that I want is reasonable. The thing that I want or the thing that I'm looking for is okay for me to want. It's not either side of these massive extremes, but it's somewhere in the middle. It's somewhere that's reasonable, feasible, something that's going to work, something that feels sustainable for me. And that's kind of what it feels like. So I want to just say that again, like, I don't know if you should break up with this person or not. I'm not in your body. I don't, I don't know what's going on with you. We've got, you know, four paragraphs or whatever of text here, <laughs> but I want to give you permission to do it because you're not happy, right? Cause you're not getting yeah. what you need out of this relationship yeah. and that's okay. That's okay to want. Even if this person is like very smart and fun and easygoing and all of those things that you yes. already said. And I want to say too, just cause we're nearing the end, like, I think that what you listed sounds like a reasonable reason to be like this person might be wonderful and they're not my person. I don't want to be with someone who, you know, I can't have like easy, meaningful conversation with. I don't want to be with someone that feels like I have to it's I don't want to be around I don't want to be with someone that I feel like I have to work to be with, not the normal work that I feel like is it is expected in relationships like man mm-hmm. you're gonna have conflicts you're gonna have to you know shift your priorities there's going to be opportunity costs there's going to be hard vulnerable conversations there's going to be mismatched sexual appetites i don't know there's mm-hmm. all of this work that you have to put in a relationship but if you're talking about like it's just hard to be in a relationship with this person because you're overanalyzing because you're 
you're you have to start all the conversations because you're second guessing yourself all the time that sounds like work that's not worth it to me Mm -hmm. so maybe if that sways you one way or another like sam said we don't know this relationship based off of the four paragraphs you sent us but Mm -hmm. i'll i'll say that to give you permission you know Mm -hmm. um that 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 seems like enough for me and then the other thing i want to say in closing and this might be like a hot topic piece of advice but um you don't have to be sure to break up. You don't have to be 100%. Sure. This is coming from my holy intuition. And I know you're not right for me. Um, I'm not sure we're ever going to get like get there. You know, There's, we're always going to have second guesses. We're only, always going to have doubts. Most of the time, we're going to feel at least a little of the residual love or attraction or enjoyment we 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 felt when we when we got with them, we, we were, we are with them for a reason, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess I just like want to relinquish you of the expectation that you're going to be 100% sure that that, that that pendulum swing is going to swing all the way to, yep, get out. Right. For sure. Or yep. This is a hundred percent the relationship for me. Exactly. (laughs) And I think that there's, there's an opportunity here for you to even, if you are interested in continuing this relationship, like you can talk about some of this stuff, right? Like part of what intuition is, is also Mm -hmm. asking for what we need in relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And saying like, Hey, I'm really noticing that I'm the one that initiates most conversations in as we're talking. Um, and this makes me feel like, uh, it's kind of like my job or like it, it's making mm. me feel less connected to you. So like, it's a great way to are there it. ways that we could, um, you know, like I'm looking for somebody who can like initiate conversation more often with me. Like, is that something that you'd be willing to try with me? Right. We are all capable also of like changing. We're all capable of, of shifting as we need to. So, want to also say that like there's an opportunity here for you to practice what it looks like instead of sort of stewing on these things on your own to enter into partnership with somebody and and try and figure this out together um, and see if this is something that's compatible for both of you or if it's it's something that's not working in either direction right like there's there's an opportunity here for much more sort of like care and nuance than just like are we made for each other? Cause like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to answer that question for you. And I don't think you're ever going to be able to answer that question for you, but more of how is this working? And if it's not working, are we capable slash willing slash interested in shifting and adapting towards each other to make this more compatible for both of us? So exactly all this to say you are, our advice is break up or like, don't, if you don't want to, (laughs) (laughs) your intuition is right, but also like probably wrong and maybe not there. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to year uh, five of just break up. Let's say that (laughs) (laughs) anniversary is coming up. Episode 300 is happening right around our anniversary. Did you know that? I love it. I love it so much. All right, y'all. Um, my darling, I'm so glad you wrote us. Thank you so much for trusting us with this letter. We love you so much. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. We hope this helps. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you're interested in more content from us, or if you're interested in some ad-free content, uh, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode, as well as access to all of our episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash just break up pod.
You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcasts and his music. And remember, you will rarely in life feel 100% confident in a decision. But the good thing is we can always change course after we've moved forward. You can always you will always be learning new things from new perspective as you move through the world with the knowledge and experience that you have at that time. And if all else fails, just break up.